0: I was like, 44 does not seem like a very, like, you know, it's not like a milestone birthday. 44 is like, have a 22. Maybe I can sing the Taylor Swift song, but like just, just I'm right? okay, sing it twice. And then you, yeah, okay, cool. There we go. Um, so tonight we are talking about the fruit of the spirit. And uh, tonight's going to be super interactive. We're going to do a lot of discussion at tables. And I was wondering how many of you guys have made jokes at restaurants about them taking so long they're probably growing the food in the back. Has anyone else ever done that? Yes, yes. I know. I was at Outback um, Texas Roadhouse last night and um, it took forever, they were really busy, and I was like, man, they must be growing the potatoes to make the french fries. So it's just like one of those dad jokes, it just feels really appropriate. And I was thinking about fruit specifically tonight. You may have noticed some of your fearless leaders are wearing outfits. Sarah took her pineapple off, but it was so cute though. I yeah, I loved it though. Um, and scripture uses sowing and reaping and planting and growing a whole lot over and over and over again as an illustration for a lot of spiritual lessons. And I've learned over the course of life like if God is repeating something several times, there's a lot of meaning and, and power behind that. So I just was thinking like, well what are some things that scripture uses, like God talks about his people as oaks of righteousness, planted by a stream. in the Psalms. He talks about in um, the Gospels, the parable of the sower, or he talks about, you know, the man goes out and he spreads the gospel like seeds and the different soils are different hearts and how they receive the gospel. You guys have probably heard the parable of the mustard seed, which is a teeny tiny seed, and how that grows into a big tree. And I didn't know this, but as I was like looking into doing some research for this conversation and, and looking at illustrations, other than people and God, trees are the most mentioned living thing in the Bible. Isn't that cool? God is always talking about growing things, and so there's a couple seeds. I mean, I like visual illustrations, so there's a couple seeds on your tables if you wanted to look at them. This is a pumpkin seed, and I don't know. It seems kind of small. <laughs> pumpkins are kind of big and it's always amazing to me like how you can take something this teeny tiny and grow like a fruit or a plant I do not have a green thumb I will kill whatever it is unless it's a cactus the cactus will survive (laughs) yes you too Sydney right yes um so if you give me a seed like I did anybody else do like the COVID garden where we were all yes we were all so bored so we literally just had to like try and grow our own food. That's where I was at emotionally. I was like, this is the end of the world. I better learn how to grow food because I'm gonna die. But then I was like, I'm gonna die anyway, so I can't grow anything. Um, but when I think about growing and plants and the process of that, I was like, okay, if, if growing is like this over and over thing that God uses as an illustration, there's gotta be a lot in it. And we're so disconnected as a society from agriculture and the, like, the rhythms of the Old Testament and the New Testament and how they lived in a more agricultural society, like it would be normal for them to go by a field of corn and, and understand the life cycle from seed to like harvest, right? But you and I, we just drive by a field of corn, and we're like, oh, corn, and we keep on going. And then we go buy it in a can at a grocery store. You know, like we're very disconnected from that cycle. So I had some questions, and I was like, okay, what do I need to grow a seed? And here is the four things that the internet told me. (laughs) We need oxygen. So you guys can write that on your notes, we need oxygen. We need water. We need sunlight. And we need the right kind of soil. Because the soil has all the minerals and things like that. I did watch while I was doing some more research. I did watch a whole bunch of videos of seeds that were time-lapsed so you can watch them like grow and like root and then like grow up out of the soil those are pretty cool um and everything happened in about 30 seconds in real life how long do you guys think it takes average for a seed to like root and then start sprouting 28 days four weeks two to four weeks two to six weeks average yep it's different according to different no Um, Kinds of seeds and plants. And then how long do you think an average time is from like germination from sprouting to harvest average? Kind of right in the middle guys. It's three to eight months from when you grow something, when you plant it, to when you harvest it. So there's a there's a whole lot of time frame. It's not a 30-second time lapse. It's not McDonald's. Like we don't go through McDonald's and get our corn really fast. It, it takes some time, and so the number one thing that I want us to think about tonight, as we're talking about the fruits of the spirit, is not what the fruits of the spirits are, it's how we plant them in our lives, and what the process of that looks like. Because God is always intentional about language, and if He's saying these are the things that I want your life to develop and grow. These are the things I want you to plant in your soul. These are the things that I want your life to be characterized by. We need to understand that there's a process from germination, from seed planting, to harvest, and that it's not going to be instantaneous. So we're going to start reading on your notes, kind of in the middle. I do ask your forgiveness. I was kind of all over the place with my notes. But we're going to start with Galatians <clears throat> 5, 22 to 26, which is that middle paragraph. And it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is also patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Okay, so right away, in those first like three, four verses, we have a lot of things to unpack. So I'm going to give you guys about five minutes, and I want you to take just that paragraph. And you have a little bit of space under your your four, your four things that you have to grow a real seed with. And I want you guys to unpack this question. What do you see about the fruits of the Spirit being grown in your heart? What do you see? What are the, what are the ingredients that you see in that passage? You guys, ready? Clear on the question? Okay, go. Okay, guys. Any thoughts? Any thoughts on what you need to grow spiritual fruit out of that passage? Anybody want to pray? I feel like Nikolai is all covered in tea, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's your. A <clears throat> yes, you're on the right track, my friend. That's very good. So I'm going to pull something out that you said. You said salvation, giving your life to Christ, is very important. And we're going to just kind of pretend like that is oxygen. Like, that's going to be our first step salvation. You have to have a new heart. Um, if you look at Galatians 5, it says those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So there has to have been a change. It has to have been a moment. It doesn't mean that you have to be, like, way far down that road. It just means you there has to have been a moment where you decide to follow Jesus. Anybody else? You were right on that track. The second one is, that we're going to look at is um, the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is grown by the Holy Spirit. He would be like water, if that makes sense. Oh, my is there. Um, he'd be like the water, because without water, he not where the plants. Even cactuses need water. So. <clears throat> The Holy Spirit is the one who causes the growth. He's the one who does like the photosynthesis in our hearts, and he creates. I for the sun to disguise. Very Please, guys. Great <laughs> <science>. <laughs> Um And then the next thing right here is um, is our hearts have to be good soil. There has to be a willingness in us to follow the Holy Spirit. Because so if you look at Galatians 5, it says, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Anytime I see the word let and let us, that means there's a choice involved, guys. We get to choose to follow the Spirit and allow the face of the Spirit to grow in our hearts, or we get to choose to be hard and soil and negligent of what the Spirit is trying to grow in our soul. And then the fourth one, is actually something um, that wasn't on our first floor. It's, um, it's we have to weed. We have to weed the garden, guys. In order for there to be good fruit, what do weeds wanna do in a garden? Yeah, they wanna take the good nutrients. They wanna take the sunshine and the water and they want to choke out the good, the good fruit you're trying to grow. That's why we need gardens, is because weeds we try to grow and take what the other plants we planted need to grow. And the same thing is about, is true about our hearts. The end of that passage, that last thing says, "Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other." How weird to start that passage with, "Here's the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, and peace," and then at the end say, "Let us not become conceited." It's because the garden of our heart needs to be watched; and it needs to be weeded. So those are the four things that are like the main ingredients for growing spiritual fruit in our lives. And remember, guys, you know, we said it's a process, right? So what I don't want us to do as we're talking about the fruit tonight is go, oh my gosh, I don't have joy. I don't have peace. I don't have patience, therefore, I must not be following Jesus correctly. We're all at different places and stages in our spiritual journeys. And the thing that I love, even though I'm not a gardener, about gardens and about growing things is that there's seasons. And seasons change. And there's winter and there's fall and then there's spring and there's summer. And I want to encourage you guys, in the same way that we don't plant something and then get something full grown in five minutes, that's something that you're planting in your heart, maybe that God stirs up in you tonight to say, hey, what about this? Give that time to grow in your life. Don't be discouraged if you're not where you want to be. Be encouraged that God is saying, "Hey, let's let's plant some hope. Let's plant some faith, and let's plant some peace in your life." So, on the back of your paper, um, you see a little germination drawing there. Um, we're going to look at scripture. Sorry, I'm back over again. We're going to look at scripture on the front. So sorry. And then we'll go back to the back. It's Galatians 6, 6 8. Um, one of the things, again, God is great with the word pictures. And he says um, in Galatians 6, which is the next chapter, a man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh reaps destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. And this is like one of those. I think we talked about it in the big room, this is one of those like laws of life. This is true whether you're a Christ follower or not a Christ follower, that whatever you plant into your life is what you're gonna get out of it. So as much as I want to plant this pumpkin seed and then get a watermelon, that's never gonna happen, right? Whatever I'm planting is the thing that's gonna grow. And the same is actually true of our lives. Another way to think about it um, Galatians 5 says, keep in step with the Spirit. And then in the top again, Galatians 5, 16 through 18 says, walk by the Spirit, and you will gratify the desires of the flesh. So this is another like visual aid way of thinking about this. So if I'm sitting in my living room, and I'm like, I want to go to the kitchen and get a snack. If I get up and put my feet on a path to the kitchen, that's where they're going to go. I don't ever get up. And just be like, man, I really would like to stack my kitchen. Let's see where my feet take me. And end up on like 460. You know? There's intentionality. My feet go where I tell them to go. And I'm always surprised you guys with the amount of people that I talk to that are like, I don't know how I got where I am. Honey. This didn't start yesterday, this started like a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. So I want to like challenge you guys a little bit with that tonight. Think about what what path your feet are on. Where are your feet taking you? What direction are you headed in? This is one of those things where it says we have the choice of what we grow in our lives. Is what path are your feet taking you down? So for example, um, I am in the middle of trying to figure out how to eat better for my life. I would love to be like cute and skinny like every girl in the whole world. But here's the deal. I don't care about being cute and skinny. I actually need like to eat better so that I can live long enough to have grandchildren. I hope so. I hope. I hope. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I hope. It matter. <laughs> <laughs> At 44, this is my new guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, in order to do that, though, I have learned that I'm a, like I have to wrap my brain around the fact that I must change my lifestyle. That tonight is not the night I'm eating donuts and it's my birthday and I won't eat donuts. Thank you. 2000, 2000. Yeah. But I have had to like wrap my brain around the fact that I can't go. Hey, I'm just going to eat out all the time and eat fast food all the time and be where I want to be, health-wise. I can't do it. I want to. You have no idea how much I want to, but I can't. And so there was actually a grieving process for me this last year where I was like, I can't live my life in the free way that I used to in my 20s and 30s anymore. Like, I have to make a completely and full change. And so it goes back to intentionality, guys intentionality, what am I planting into my life with the food that I'm eating, what am I putting into my body so that my body will be healthy into my 50s and 60s? So my question for you guys tonight is where are you planting, what path are your feet on? So in Galatians 5, 19 through 21, so we have the list, right? We have the love, joy, peace, and we're all pretty familiar with that one, probably. This is one we don't read as much, so I don't, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar. But it's Galatians 5, 19 through 21, and this is the opposite. This is the, this is the fruit of the flesh. It says sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Now I'm guessing that most of us in this room are not regular attenders of orgies. I could be wrong. If I am, please let me know afterwards, this. <laughs> <And> we'll talk. <laughs> but I'm guessing that that's not like a normal struggle for most of us, right? But I'm sure that selfish ambition is. I'm positive that some of us struggle with anger. I'm sure that there's discord in relationships somewhere along the way for us. So some things on this list are easy to be like, well, check, I'm not gonna struggle with that one. But some things on this list we struggle with all the time and we excuse them because they're like easy to hide, right? It's not as easy to hide if you've been to an orgy in Lynchburg, probably not. But, I just think it's funny. Um, (laughs) But it's a lot easier to say, hey, I'm feeling jealous and envious of my friend who's gotten this thing that I want and I don't feel great to be around them right now. That's an easy thing to hide in your heart and let it be a weed that grows, right? So what I'm gonna do is on the back, I'm gonna give each table an assignment. I want us to really think through the process of what does it look like to plant the fruit of the spirit and what does it look like when I'm planting a fruit of the flesh. And I want us to have a conversation about that after you guys look into it. So Emma and Day, I'm going to give you guys love and hatred. Yeah. (laughs) Saf, I'm going to give you guys joy and anger. That's a rage. Nick, I'm Sarah. I'm going to give you guys faithfulness and dissensions and factions. Meredith and Faith, I'm going to give you guys um, gentleness and idolatry. Because why not? My table? I'm going to give us um, goodness and impurity. (laughs) I would love to have you explain that to (laughs) me. And you guys get self-control. That fits in really well though. I know. I know. And impurity. Because I think that's a little more like, that could be a bunch of things. Okay? So I'm going to give us a good like 10 minutes. I want you guys to, here's what I want. I want you guys to give me a process. The way that you plant a seed and it grows, what is the process to plant love or plant hatred? And what is the outcome? I want you guys to walk that down. Just like, I just put this on your your sheet for a visual because I like it. What's the process from seed to fruit to plant? Does that make sense? Okay, go for it. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt everybody. I wanted to see if we could pull out some themes about growing. I know I gave us to all different topics, but I wanted to pull out some themes, both in growing spirit. Ooh. Yeah, but this thing falls over. Thank you. Whoever said that. Okay, table one. Do you guys want to walk us through what you found out? So do you guys feel like if you were dealing with a difficult personality, I'm assuming, and you're trying to love them, that if you put this into action every day for several weeks, that this would bring fruit in your life? Awesome. So I'm going to ask, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you guys each for the positive one, and if there's like double, we'll just like add a little line because I'm looking for similarities. How you heard Oh, nice, Oh, you have it's your yeast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Quaring it to others. That's good. Do you guys have one? Uh then Uh talked about the That's it. Was that it? Okay. Thanks, guys. My table? Okay. 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 Um scripturally meditating on the word. Mm-hmm. Action of the obedience to the word. Self-control. Mm-hmm. Self-control, mm-hmm. self-control. Accountability. Mm-hmm. And then cultivate community. Yes. Awesome. Okay, so there are definitely like similar things, guys. Do you see that? <laughs> that? There's similar paths we can walk. There's similar things that we can choose to do. And all of these are actions. I think sometimes we get stuck in, I don't feel, so therefore I can't. Yes, you can. Yes, we can. So no matter how we feel, we can choose to be in the word, to be in prayer, to be in a relationship that's healthy, to be in gratefulness. I love that one, right? Because the number one thing that the enemy doesn't want us to do is be grateful for what we have. So, I think that's really, I don't know what I'm to but I feel like that's super helpful. When I think about the fruit of peace in my life, if I'm not feeling peace, if I'm not feeling calm, these are active things that I can put into my life to start changing how my heart feels. Before I feel it. Alright, let's go down the road to darkness. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> None of the things. But, but I am curious though, we don't have to go through every table. If you guys just want to shout some of these out to me, I'm curious about the similarities that take us down the paths we don't want to go on. It's still a pattern in a cycle. A pattern in a cycle? Generational mm-hmm. Okay, but here's, I want us to get a little bit more specific because, Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I have generational sin. Therefore, <laughs> enablers. Comparison and competition. Comparison and competition? Yes. Unforgiveness. Oh. Unforgiveness. It normally starts small.
1: Yeah.
0: Secrecy. Secrecy. I don't know who said that, but you're getting old, sir. It's 11. 11. Okay. It's, it's 11. 11. Go ahead, Ellen. What Meditating on the thoughts. On the bad thoughts. What was that? Meditating on the thoughts. Meditating, yes. Just keeping the cycle of like, negativity. What was that? Denial. hmm Lack of boundaries. Okay. hmm Oh, yes, no, preach. a different relationship. Gossip. Yeah. Why is gossip bad? Why is gossip so bad for me? I mean, I can tell you why gossip is bad for, like, like if I was gossiping about sad. I can tell you why it's bad for me, gossip's not so sitting or what that would be to her. Why is he it bad for me? It creates bitterness in your heart. creates bitterness in your heart. And division. And division, yep. It's also never a problem. Yep. I either okay. you're celebrating people or you're gossiping about. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you a lot about that? Yep. We talked a lot about how they believe in insecurity? Insecurity? Mm-hmm. I'm impulsive. Impulsively? I, I'm sorry if I'm spelling everything wrong. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's on birthday, I'm going to spell everything wrong. <laughs> isolation. Ooh, isolation. Mo, um, well, why is isolation? bad for you. Because we were meant to be completely. Yes. And when you are isolating yourself, it's just you and negative your thoughts. It's very rarely a thought. I'm not saying you water a, treatment, you, a treatment. Mm-hmm. you do certain things, but keeping yourself away from what mm-hmm. the you be... There's a difference between solitude and isolation. Solitude is meant a healthy spiritual practice where you go to be with God by yourself. Isolation, and that's once in a while. Isolation is a constant practice of staying out of the spiritual community. The number one thing, like, if you look at um, shepherds and sheep and like how Jesus went and found the one, it's because when you're isolated, it doesn't matter, even to this day, people that have herds of whatever or livestock. If you have something that is separated from the herd, it's vulnerable to be eaten and killed, right? So it's something again where god gives us the lesson in nature that we can apply to our lives okay so all of these things guys i want to challenge us tonight to be curious about what we're doing in our lives i want to challenge us to think about what we are planting and the patterns that we are seeing if you're struggling with something i want you to ask yourself some questions about what what out of these things Maybe none of them, maybe something totally different, but is there anything on this page that you know is actively happening in your life? Because God has given us everything we need to live a life of holiness and to walk in step of the Spirit. And here's the thing. One of my favorite verses in Hebrews says, I forget where it is, I think it's maybe 11, maybe 12. It's towards the end of Hebrews, and it says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful, right? Growing fruit means you have to, like, dig up the ground in your heart. You have to plant the seed. You have to wait. Does anybody like waiting? No. No. I hate waiting. Once again, I love McDonald's. That's why we're having this conversation, because I have to confess things to you guys. Nothing is pleasant about discipline. But then the scripture says, but those who let themselves be trained by it, they harvest life and peace and righteousness, and your life is way better a year, two years, five years down the road, if you're willing to let yourself be trained by discipline, if you're willing to submit to the spirit and walk in step with him, if you're willing to pull out those weeds that are so cute and it's your favorite weed, right? Hopefully not actually a weed, but you know it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, if, if you pull out that weed that you love that's causing that impurity in your life, it's not gonna feel good. It's gonna be hard. You might have to humble yourself and tell someone what's happening in your life for you. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to do that and change your life, your life will be different. It will be different. It is a law, it is a spiritual law that's true for everybody across the board. So I love you guys. That is all for tonight. I'm going to give us a few minutes to just pray for each other. We have about five minutes, and then I'll come up and close this in prayer. So just maybe sh- take a few minutes to share. And is there anything that stuck out to you guys that you guys want prayer for, something you're grateful for, you see God growing in your life, something that you want prayer for, that you're struggling with? Um, and then we'll pray, and then we'll close, and then we'll done.